welcome back to Messy Minds, where we come to unpack and declutter our thoughts. You're joined by your co-hosts, Mary Nguyen and Jessie Chow. On today's episode, we will be reflecting on another personality type test called Enneagram and discussing our personal results to see how true of an observation it is on our psyche. But before we get into that, how has your week been, Jessie? Honestly, I feel like life has been pretty mundane for me doing your nine to five, (laughs) hustling out my diet and like cooking and just, just nothing exciting really. Um, Mm. I've also been been one of those weeks. It's just been one of those weeks. (laughs) It's one of those lives really. Um, But um, we have been hunting for a new show to watch, which you've Mm -hmm. given us or given me and my partner some great recommendations that we're going to get started on but um yeah no recommendations from me this week but why don't you share with the listeners what um incredible shows you have lined up so I started binging with my partner last week on some incredible shows on the last topic of cults that we spoke about on the last episode. <laughs> I actually dived into a TV show called Devil in Ohio, which is predominantly about a girl who escapes a cult Oh, and she lands in the hands of a psychiatrist who cares way too much about her and eventually ends up taking her in as a foster child. Oh my God. In the background, um, the psychiatrist uncovers the secrets of the said cult and what happens to people when they have um, left the cult but what people don't realize is that these people actually lapse post-exit of the cult Mm. and they because they've like been ingrained with all these ideologies and beliefs things like that they see might trigger them to resurface back and want to go back Mm. to the cult because that's where they belong yeah 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 i finished the first season and after watching it i was just so terrified and I would be lying if I didn't block Naomi (laughs) oh my god Uh... (laughs) because I was like I don't want this to happen to me oh my gosh Um, yeah so that's the update for you we just we I was I'm honestly really disappointed (laughs) really disappointed because I just really wanted some sort of real life narrative you know it's for us to have but I'm not going to end up in foster care post cult. Okay, I'll adopt you-, you, Mary. It's fine. <laughs> I will adopt you and your children. I will be their grandmother. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> anyway, you should definitely watch it. Mm. Um, I, I think seen, you'll really enjoy I've it. I've seen it on the recommendations list on. Yeah, but I, I think I shied away from clicking into it because I thought it was a horror thing. No, because you know how Halloween's yeah. coming up, and I feel like there's been a yeah. lot of like scary movies popping up. And she's, mm. I'm a chicken, so I don't watch mm. horror movies. And my partner yeah. complains all the time that I don't watch it with him because that was like one of the genres he usually like really enjoys but he's like I haven't seen a scary movie ever since I dated you and I'm like well that's the compromise that you've had to give (laughs) to be (laughs) with this amazing person that I am (laughs) but um yeah yeah I definitely saw that in the recommendation list so yeah I'll I'll add that I think it's like top 10 on Netflix or something like that um so it's really good the other show that I've been watching is called Echoes um and it's another Netflix drama miniseries about identical identical twins uh twin sisters Lenny and Gina who decide to swap their lives um and every year on their birthday they swap their lives so they're like for a whole year they get to live each other's lives Mm. and whatever plays out they kind of update each other on a electronic diary and something happens and one of the twins goes missing and then the other one has to come back and she has to like 
play both um, sisters at the same time what? to like trick both fa- like both sides of the family and that sort of thing. Oh it's God. just it's it's very plot twisty. I haven't finished it. I've only just started watching it, and I'm uh, like obsessed, obsessed. Mm. It's really really good. I started watching this last night and I only got like 20 minutes in because my partner mm. kept falling asleep. And I was like, no, yeah. no, no. This is not something that you can half watch. Like we have to focus. Yeah. So I need to yeah. restart it. So do you think I should like continue like watching Echoes? Because I think I'm going to start from like the first episode like again. Yeah. Or do you think I should yeah. watch Devil in Ohio first? Honestly, both are really good. I can't, I can't pick, I can't pick and choose. Oh, which one first, you know? I feel like Echoes wouldn't be... Because, I don't know, I haven't finished Echoes. So How many episodes I feel is like Devil in Ohio? Eight episodes. Oh, so both are eight episodes. I was going to say, is yeah. if one's shorter, I'll do the shorter one first. Yeah. Just go go with one or the other. I think you'll both, you'll enjoy mm. these two shows. Yeah. Worth worth watching so far. I am obsessed. I, I love these, like, psychological thriller yeah. kind of <laughs> just mind so. Just mind fuck me up, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just confuse you know? the heck out of me. <laughs> Um, another recommendation that I wanted to put out there was Megan Markle's Spotify podcast called Archetypes. Just in light of everything that has been happening lately, um, this is just not a plug, but like I just feel like it's so nice to hear her resurface since everything that's sort of fallen apart in the last couple of years for her. Mm. And this show, it talks about uh, issues and labels that hold women back from being their full potential. So she really advocates for women and gives them a platform to talk about these issues. And I found it really um, interesting to listen to because it's a good dissection and look into those women's issues uh, with a very intellectual approach. She interviews Serena Williams, mm. who obviously has recently announced that she's resigning or retiring from playing professional tennis and how she came to make that decision. And so it's just a very eloquent conversation into mm. how women and how they approach their life and what decisions and issues that arise and that sort of thing. Just making, I guess, more um, awareness around those public discourse. So that is another uh, recommendation of mine. I think everybody should give it a listen if you're into those issues. You know, Megan Markle is such a controversial, like, person, you know? Mm. She's so Mm. controversial. And I saw, because obviously with the Queen passing recently, there's been all of Mm. this talk about... um, you know, Megan and Harry coming back to um, Scotland and stuff like that. Yeah. And they, it was Harry and Megan, Kate and William appeared for the first time together to address the mourners outside Buckingham Palace. And apparently one of the mourners like kind of gave Megan like a cold shoulder when she yeah. came up and now the internet is in divide and oh my gosh, there's all this talk, but um. Are you have you been like a Meghan Markle fan or ha- or is she just someone like you didn't really care about or like what I, kind of drew you to that um to her podcast? I have always been a Meghan Markle fan um from the get go, like mm. from when she was on Suits and when like even before she started dating Harry, I was just a big fan of her as mm. in like on her character on Suits. Mm. And then, you know, like the whole, there was a movie that was made about the love story between how Harry and Meghan met. And if you have ever watched that, it's a very sweet, very, very sweet story. And I just, I don't know. I 
I feel like she might be in my past basket, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, she's one of those people that advocates for um, animals and women and, like, you know, people that are less fortunate. And I just feel like the things that she do- does sort of outweighs all the other things that people yeah. talk about for can, me can, anyway. So The pros weigh out, weigh out the cons. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm like, I'm not like, if you were like to me, you know, it's either you live or you support Meghan Markle <laughs> yeah. and die, basically. I'd be like, you know what? I can't. It's not something that I would pick. Like, it's yeah. just, it's one of those things where it's like, I like her, but I'm just. Not like a die. I, I don't really care, to yeah, be yeah, honest. Yeah. Like, mm. the royal drama is not a thing for me. Mm. I don't really care for yeah. it. Um, I just like her as a person mm, mm. outside of the royal family, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> outside yeah. of that whole debacle. Yeah, exactly. Oh, anyway, that, right off the rails on a right off topic. I know, right off topic. <laughs> but let us let us circle back really quick to what we are discussing today. So we decided to do another personality test, as we do. Um, honestly, there I feel like there's such a great way to reflect on ourselves and mm-hmm. like think about you know how we are as a person and maybe even think about how we can improve because you know. I feel like these things, you don't really think about yourself like that until maybe it's like written right in front of your face. So yeah, yeah, I feel like that even though in a way like personality tests can be a bit of a gimmick sometimes or they might not be accurate, they can be used as a reflection tool, I feel like. Um, So we decided to do the Enneagram. So we've taken all of this information from truity.com. So if you wanted to go have a look or read up on any of the information, please Mm -hmm. go onto their website. But essentially the Enneagram is a system of personalities which categorizes people into nine types based on their motivations, fears, and internal dynamics. It's an emotionally focused system of understanding people and looks into core emotional motivations and fears. Each type has its own driving force, which is centered around a certain emotion. Some types experience strong emotions, while others aim to avoid emotions in one form or another. So there are nine types that are, the nine types are separated into three subcategories. And those three subcategories are heart, head, and body. So heart basically just depends on their emotional intelligence to understand their own reactions and connect with others. The head type depends on their intellectual intelligence to make sense of things and navigate the world around them. And the body type depends on their instinctual intelligence to follow their gut and respond to threats and opportunities. So a little bit about the heart type. Like Mary said, they react with emotions first and connect with others on a more empathetic level. They value things such as emotional support, recognition and inclusion. So the three types that fall into heart is type two, which is the giver, who wants to be liked and find ways that they can be helpful to others so that they belong as they fear being unlovable. Type three is the achiever who wants to be successful and admired by others. They're very cautious of their public image and they really fear failure and not being seen as valuable by other people. The type four, which is the final type for the heart type, is the individualist. They want to be unique and experience deep and authentic emotions. They fear that they are flawed and overly focus on how that they may differentiate from other people. On to the next subcategory is the head type. Um, So the head type reacts with 
an analysis first. They connect with others on an intellectual level, make sen sense of the world by understanding the systems and theories that underlie what they see, primarily focused on control, which they gain by maintaining stability, security, and competence. So one of those types is type five, the investigator. So investigators seek understanding and knowledge, more comfortable with data than other people, and their biggest fear is being overwhelmed by their own needs or the needs of other people. Another type under the head type is type six, AKA the skeptic, preoccupied by security, seek safety and like to be prepared for problems. They fear being unprepared and unable to defend themselves from danger. And then there's type seven, which is called the enthusiast. And the enthusiast wants to have as much fun and adventure as possible and are easily bored. They fear experiencing emotional pain, especially sadness, and actively seek to avoid it by staying busy. And lastly, the body type, which reacts with an instinctive gut feeling. They connect with other people based on their physical sense of comfort and make sense of the world by sensing their body's reaction to what is happening. Their primary drive is to maintain their independence, limit control from the outside, limit control from outside influences and respond by either overly control controlling overly being overly passive or being overly perfectionistic <laughs> there's a lot of big words in this episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> um type eight which falls under this body under the body type is the challenger they see themselves as strong and powerful and stand up for what they believe in their greatest fear is to be powerless so that they can focus on so they really focus on controlling their environment Type nine is the peacemaker. Nine likes to go with the flow and let people around them set the agenda. Their fear is pushing people away from prioritizing their own needs as they tend to be more passive. And type one is the perfectionist. They place emphasis on following the rules and doing things correctly. They fear being imperfect, imperfect and can be extremely strict with themselves and others. Now, now that we've gone through all nine types, did you have a subcategory, like before doing the test and getting your result, did you have a mm -hmm. subcategory that really like spoke out to you or a type that you were like, yeah, I feel like that's very me. I, I don't know. I was really confused because I was like so sure that my Maya Briggs was like, you know, a bit of everything. Mm. And so I was a little bit shaken up by my results, but also not surprised at the same time. Mm. Like the fact that my results just fell under the head type, mm. which is far beyond what I I am normally mm. because I usually follow my heart more than I I am yeah. with my head. So yeah, um I didn't really have I guess uh a category that I sort of inc like was inclined to feel more of but what about you did you have something that you were like that's definitely me until you did the test well like after going through the three subcategories I knew for a fact that I wasn't a heart type like I definitely yeah. didn't feel like I'm very emotionally driven yeah. in that way yeah so I knew it was either the head type or the body type mm. I think the type six was one that I was like, I feel like that can be me because I do feel like I hate feeling unprepared. That's one thing that mm -hmm. re I really dislike. Um, but also like the body type also kind of spoke to me as well. Um, mm. um, but I couldn't really pinpoint which one in the yeah. was like my my result or whatever. Yeah. So um, yeah. why don't we break down and go through your one first, Mary? Let's tell the listeners okay. what your <laughs> what your type is. So my results was uh, type six, which falls under 
the head type um, and I am known as the skeptic. So some of the key personality traits that come with being a skeptic is I have a strong identification within a social group. Uh, I am organized and well-liked. I'm good at managing finances. I am an excellent team player. I belong to a tight-knit group of friends. I'm a clear communicator. And I am detail-oriented and precise. (laughs) And on my notes here, I've got a couple of highlights that I highlighted because I was just like, what? Like, Mm. none of this makes any sense because I just didn't feel like that was something that was that I was like strong, like a, a, a point yeah. of, I don't know, like a strong point to sort of point out for this type of mm. personality because I am for one, not a good like manager of finances. Like I, I, I think that's something that. that I think that I've only learned how to do this in the last couple of years, but I'm not naturally a good manager of finance. Is anybody do you know what I mean? really naturally a good manager of finance? <laughs> Honestly, like people are just, you're just born and know how to like deal with money. I don't think that's a thing. I've, yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's just part of my organization that's like, Yeah. Oh. Like I often, I yeah. honestly agree that you are good at managing finances. And what was the <laughs> other one that you disagreed with? Clear communicator. <laughs> mm, I mean, I feel like. I don't know, maybe if I did this test like six years ago, it'd be a different result because I don't think I am a clear communicator. I feel like when I do get very emotional and very upset, Mm. I don't know how to put my emotions into words. And that's Mm. why I've had to go through um, with therapy in order to understand what my emotions were in order to communicate it. So clear communication is not necessarily a trait that I would say is a strong point or something to you, figure like, yeah yeah to really so like point that's out why, mm, yeah you know like it's not one of those things that I would say about myself it's not like if people were like oh give me two good things about you that are like strong points like good traits that mm. we should hire you for mm. it's definitely not managing finances and being a good <laughs> communicator that's for sure it's not so. on the top of the list <laughs> but everything else is i think i'd like to say everything else is quite I true i don't feel like you'd strongly identify with a social group like i feel like this one was a weird one i feel like strong identification with social group is I understood it as I know my place within a social group. Like I know who I like, what role my I I my saw role it is. Is, saw it as identifying with a social group is like I'm a geek, I'm a nerd, like like that kind, like that's what I mean oh. by social group. Like okay, you know, well I like, guess it's open to interpretation. I know. Oh yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, I was like strong identification with social group is weird because I I wouldn't feel like we're the kind of people to be like yeah I'm definitely I'm definitely a gamer girl I'm an e girl or you know what I mean like mm, or mm. or I'm an arts girl or whatever like yeah I just don't feel like that's what I when I first yeah. read it I was like what I don't feel like that's Mary but yeah. um but I guess yeah maybe if you interpreted it interpreted it your way yeah um yeah like within a group within a social group what like, role uh, yeah. I play within that social mm. group and I'm usually always the nurturer so mm. it's yeah that's how I understood that point but I I guess I can see where you're coming from yeah too. so this is open up for interpretation. interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I also agree um, everything else is quite accurate. Yeah. Um, and obviously there was some tips on our personality, tra- for our personality type. Um, so one of the tips was owning your power. And the tip that was provided was 
that the skeptics tend to view life as a series of events that happen to them rather than a journey where they steer the ship, which I think is true. Mm. (laughs) Um, And so they say that I should learn to acknowledge and own the power that I yield and I can be braver and bolder in how I show up to the world. Mm. Yeah, so I took that as just being more present and acknowledging that, you know, my life is my life and I have control of it. Whatever comes my way is like how I react to the situation is in my control Mm. instead of being Mm. like I'm the victim to the situation essentially. So um, do you think, do you think that's right so for me? I, I interpreted it that differently. So oh, I, thought, I thought when I read Own Your Power Right, I feel mm. like you're the kind of person to really take a back seat in a lot of things. And I know you don't like being in the spotlight and you don't like, you know, mm. being the center of attention. But I, I see it as being able to acknowledge that you have a lot to offer and not being afraid to like put your hand up and like, you know, contribute Mm. to the table and like, you know, be in the spotlight, you know, when your Mm. abilities can shine and stuff. Um, Yeah. Cause you might be more, you're more likely to more inclined to be kind of like, you know, I'll just go with if whatever, whatever everyone else is doing, or I'll give the idea so that everyone can use it, but it's not like, Hey, I have an idea and I want to share it with everybody. Yeah. So I should, that's what I kind of interpret like own your power like acknowledging that you have a lot to give and instead of always shying back like really speaking up and you know giving your two cents on everything yeah 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 that's that's so that's so you (laughs) (laughs) you're like giving me your own advice to me yeah (laughs) um but yeah I feel like that was like quite a, a good a good tip um, yeah. To give. Yeah. Another tip is be aware of how you create self-fulfilling prophecies. A self-fulfilling prophecy happens when you unconsciously make something happen by over-fixating on it. And the skeptics do this when they allow their fear to lead to extreme paranoia. For example, it if it fixates on the fear that their partner is less interested in them, they may introduce added tension to their relationship that wouldn't be there otherwise. So I definitely, I definitely agree with this one. Mm. I operate on a fear, like a basis of fear. Mm. Like this is something that I have had to train myself out of doing. But whenever my partner is behaving weirdly, I automatically think it's me. It's like, it's my fault. He's like that. It's my fault. He's, you know, not talking to me today or whatever. Um, And then, I automatically get annoyed at him for being like weird. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. And so I just create, like I've created tension um, between us simply in my own head, but like he's just tired and he just doesn't want to talk. And I just have in my head, like, oh my God, he's, you know, I've done something. He's losing interest. Yeah. He doesn't love me (laughs) or whatever, but really he's just like, the man's just tired and he just wants to rest. Like, bitch, just calm down. Take us back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is quite an interesting one, right? Because it's all about, I feel like this one's, it's like about manifestation, right? Mm, That's what mm. it's all about. It's like, if you think in your head and you're, or you're always projecting that kind of energy into the world yeah then that's what's yeah. going to come back and then you're like oh yeah that like i like i knew it i knew that that was going to happen but actually mm-hmm. you self-fulfilled your own prophecy by yeah by adding to yeah. the fuel to the fire so um that's quite yeah. an interesting like way to to word it um yeah in terms of like mani- like another way to say like a manifestation essentially yeah so i definitely found that really interesting um but obviously 
it's not as bad as it used to be. I don't think I do that in my own relationship. It's just mm. more of like in general. Like, yeah. I'm like, I actually, funny story. So I was out yesterday with my partner at a at Vic Market and there was a food festival there. Mm. And um, his cousins have a stall there for one of the food festival mm. events. And we were just visiting and I was bringing drinks over. And mind you, a girl was carrying like two bags of hot jam donuts and two like cups with, that were open of sugarcane juice mm. and I was carrying it behind him to back to the stall to give it to his family members. And in my head the whole time I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to spill it. I'm going to spill it. I'm going to spill it. Right. And this is my head. Yeah. Like you're going already crazy like <laughs> manifesting yeah. that you're going to spill it. <laughs> yeah. And guess what? I did spill it. Oh, I no. did spill it. And so this is this is just a tip that I needed to, for myself today. Thank you so much, Yanagram, <laughs> for this tip because I definitely do that. That's for sure. Even in the most most minor inconvenience, mm. like yeah, that's so. hilarious. <laughs> you manifested it your own failure. Oh. Yeah, pretty much. It's bad. My fears are yeah. It, it's it's bad. <laughs> um, another tip that was given for the skeptics is working on building trust in your relationships, understand that not everyone has an ulterior motive or is out to harm you. This kind of skeptic, uh, skeptic, skepticism, yeah, skepticism. <laughs> can cause problems in otherwise healthy relationships. Learn to have more faith in people, in the people in your life, and then you can form stronger and more meaningful connections. This is so true. Like mm. right off the bat, straight off from the last episode yeah, no. <laughs> about talking about making friends as adults and this fear of mine. Mm, the skeptic. <laughs> of not, you know. The inner skeptic. Just, you just not believing or trusting Naomi anyone. in. No. <laughs> just poor, poor Naomi just wanted to have a friend. And she chose and the I wrong said, person. Nope. And Mary gave her PTSD and and Naomi will live on with her life, never, ever making a single friend again. Hey, man, character development, okay? <laughs> you just had to, like, you know, you just felt like, you know, Naomi, she needs to be jaded a little bit. And I yeah. feel like I'm the person to She's do that. She's too nice. She's too she nice. She can't approach people on the train. I know. You can't do that. It's a societal no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Another tip for the skeptic is developing healthy habits to release anxiety. So skeptics tend to spend a lot of time in their heads. It's essential to practice habits that allow your energy to focus on your body. Sorry, I'm just going to jump in here quickly and just let you know that my dog Snoopy has decided to join the podcast today. No, so. Snoopy has a lot to say so, on this. <laughs> he's got a lot of opinions and you could probably hear him in the background. So I'm really sorry if I can't edit this out. <laughs> but, you know, he's, his father is not home today and I am babysitting. So here we go. Just pro- just putting it just out there for noise, everybody. you know, extra spice, <laughs> extra flavor. <laughs> So one of the things that I've been working on is obviously meditating and not spending time in my head, even though I do, I do like spending time in my head, you know, it's me time. Um, I do enjoy that a lot, but releasing anxiety is one of the things that have helped me sort of manage my mental health a lot better. So I definitely agree with that one. Jesse, what is your results from this test? So really living up to my Virgo name. (laughs) I, my result was the type one, which is the perfectionist. Um, So some of my key personality traits are serious and straightforward during conversation, which I'm like, eh, can't, yeah, I would say maybe, 
I guess so for the most part, mm. attuned to practicality and frugality. Frug- frugality. Frugality. Oh my God, that was such a weird <laughs> word. I am so sorry. Everyone, please don't bash me enough. <laughs> um, which I think is quite true. Yeah, because I feel mm. like every time I make a decision to do something, I'm always like, is that is that practical? Are we mm-hmm. spending our money wisely? <laughs> Um, another trait is that I'm hardworking and diligent as an employee, which I hope that my superiors can recognize. (laughs) I have high internal standards, which I definitely feel is very true. Mm I am rigid in plans and decisions, which I feel like for, for the most, most part, yes. Um, intense ability to concentrate. I'm like, Mm -hmm. "Mm, I don't know. I don't feel like that's really me, but Okay, <laughs> but a natural <laughs> talent for teaching and instructing. That I also mm. cannot quote. I don't know. Mm. I feel like I can mm. I can teach, but I don't know if I would call it a natural talent. What are your yeah. comments, Mary? What are your comments? I found the fact that you were attuned to practicality and frugality the funniest thing ever because I would like to retract my statement about me being a good manager of finances because you are the better one out of the two of us. You really are so frugal. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Cantonese bit out of you that is like surface. Yeah, no, the inner Asian um, in me just won't let it go. Yeah, yeah. You, you're like, you know, cost per wear. I mean, like, <laughs> what else can I do? What, can, what After I wear it, what else can I turn it into after? It's got can a I, billion I stains, I will you know? literally cut it into a rag to wipe the floor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's that's the kind of person that Jesse definitely. is. So I definitely think that is true. I also think that you have very high internal standards. You are very hard on yourself. Um, and to some degree, you are rigid in your plans and your decisions. Like once you've made a decision, that's it. Yeah. Um, if I can if I can make it, though, no, yeah. I'm quite indecisive. Yeah. So but yeah. you're, you're right. If yeah. I've decided something, then I'm pretty like... Yeah, you've mm. you've narrowed it down and that's it. Mm. Um, and when you do have plans, if something comes up, you always try to make sure that it still ends up happening. Like, yeah. for example, say you plan to, I don't know, take a 10K um, hike today, but then someone's told you that your sister's ended up in hospital or something. You're, so, you're like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll go see her at the hospital, but then also I'm going to do a pace around the hospital okay. I'll hike so that to I make 10Ks. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just hide yeah, to the know? hospital, guys. See you there. <laughs> She'll find an alternative to still do that 10K mm. in that same day. So mm. that's where I do see you um, sort of like being rigid in your plans mm. and your decisions. So I think that is definitely true. Um, intense ability to concentrate is a bit weird. I, I, know. I don't know. I don't really feel like that was true. Although I- if you do um, sort of understand it in this way is that your intense ability to concentrate is more like because you've made a decision, you've made a plan. Like that's tunnel vision. Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. That's yeah. maybe how I you could so. probably interpret Mm-mm. it. Yeah. So yeah, definitely the high internal standards is probably very key to who you are. You're very hard on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I always feel like in terms of, I never feel like my standards for myself are high. But then other mm. people would tell me that, oh, I feel like you said you're really hard on yourself. But like, I guess for me, I'm always like, how can I be better? How can I grow yeah. more? And if I don't yeah. set my standards high, then I'm just being comfortable and I'm being stagnant. So yeah. and I don't want to be like that. So, yeah. Um, and I also find that I like to sometimes enforce my values <laughs> on other people. 
<laughs> including my partner. So I'm so sorry, babe. I know you're listening. <laughs> I know, and in the whole rigid, rigid, being rigid with plans and stuff, I also feel like I'm very rigid with how I like things done, like how mm. to do things. So I'm very mm. particular about a lot of things, which I can feel like sometimes it makes my life really hard and also if other, you... <laughs> other people's lives really hard. Like yeah. even just like as a, like a general thing, for example, if we, if me and you were to go on holiday together, you would always be able to pack light because you'd be able, you know, that's okay. I don't need this. I can live without, but I'm like, yeah. no, I have to have shampoo, conditioner, hair mask. And then I also have to have my whole entire seven step skincare routine. Like can't <laughs> compromise. Like that's just how it needs to be. Yeah. And then you'll literally have your little, little carry on with like your bare minimum stuff. And I'll like come yeah. with like a suitcase for like a one night stay yeah. in true Jesse yeah. fashion. It's so strange though, because in that concept, right, I am um, obviously, op- I operate off the idea of fear and the fear of mm. being in danger, right? Mm. So it's weird that I don't pack like you. That's like, so I'm true, a very light because packer. you don't want to be unprepared, right? Well, that's my yeah. fear when it comes to packing. I want to yeah. be prepared for all the situations. I literally yeah. put everything under the sun. When my sister went to Europe, right? And I was getting secondhand anxiety from her leaving because she was quite, yeah. she told me that she, her luggage was only 15 kilos. And I'm like, but yeah. you're going to Europe for a month. This doesn't feel yeah. right. And I yeah. literally sat with her and I went through my entire packing list and I go from like, you know, the basics, the essentials to go, have you bought sunscreen and mosquito spray? You need to bring a piece of string so that you can hang your clothes up to, to dry. <laughs> like I've literally thought about every single like scenario yeah. that could ever yeah. happen under the sun. And when she came back from her trip, I was like, so tell me, did you need that piece of string? Because she was a skeptic. Yeah. She was like, no, I don't need a piece of string. Like, this is ridiculous. And I'm like, yeah. no, 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 no. You'll thank me when you come back. And she did. <laughs> Hot tip, guys. Bring a piece of string when you're traveling <laughs> to hang your laundry. <laughs> she's whack. She's, she's seriously whack. <laughs> like, I honestly don't even think about that. I don't think to that est- mm. extent. But I am a very, I'm very organized and very well prepared for the most part. But for some reason, when we do travel together, Jesse's packed for a whole entire lifetime, Literally. you know, overseas, and I'm packed for like one night, essentially. Like everything I fit is in a carry-on. Mm. <laughs> it's great for her, for her because then she doesn't ever have to worry about not bringing something because <laughs> I probably already have it. <laughs> oh yeah, that that is truly the benefit. Yeah, the, the benefit. <laughs> well, actually. We have spoken before when we do travel together. It's like, okay, you bring this and I'll bring that. Yeah, like so to lighten no the double load. Up. Yeah. Yeah. We are smart about yeah. how we do things. We are smart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to tips that are given to the perfectionist. So I guess the first tip was to be kinder to yourself as we can be quite hard on ourselves that we can make ourselves miserable. So easing up on your inner negative critic and thinking about how a close friend would feel if you kind of enforce the same level of standards on them, (laughs) which is really funny because I definitely, yeah, I definitely would not like talk shit to my, like myself the way that I would to somebody else. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard for me. I think it's definitely something I'm working on. Especially, I think it's something to do with also like growing up as an Asian, like never being yeah. really praised for good work or any achievements yeah. that you do. Yeah. And I've just kind of adopted this mindset where it's like, okay, cool, you've achieved something, so let's move on to the next. Like, let's keep going. Um, and if I don't 
like succeed it's like oh well why haven't you like you know yeah like, why haven't you been yeah. able to do better uh, but yeah. I definitely agree that a lot of the times I do make myself miserable yeah it's definitely a work in progress <laughs> I swear every time you're like messaging me and you're like I'm feeling like crap today and I'm like did you drink water did you get enough sleep did you do this did you do that and I'm like can you stop doing this can you like take a break can you you know I'm always telling you off for these exact things because I'm like I've been in your shoes Mm. I've been there you know that's why I'm like this is why I have said no to a lot of more things and I've set a lot of boundaries Mm. because I've been where you you are yeah and it's not a good place to be and so I'm always constantly reminding you to be nicer to yourself. Yeah, it's definitely work in progress. <laughs> Can't guarantee. Jessie's the kind of person overnight. that would like she 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 has mad FOMO when people I have do. like a long weekend. <laughs> I do. I'm like I'm wasting time. I'm not util- I'm not utilizing the time that's been given to me to its maximum potential. Yeah, she's that kind of person. We had the same conversation. I was like, you need to chill, okay? You need to take this extra holiday day that we've been blessed with this year, and you need to just chill. Just like, don't do anything. No, I, need to do, I need to have a plan to execute, you know? I can't just sit there and dilly-dally and do nothing. But yeah, it's definitely something to work on. Yeah. Um, the next thing, which I think is very funny. <laughs> I was literally <laughs> laughing as I was typing this one up. It's just, it is recognizing that not everyone is where you are. <laughs> so the type one can be a great colleague, teacher a partner and friend but often their own high standards can make them seem judgmental and overly rigid learning to accept people as they are and pause or at least censor yourself before getting overly preachy or nitpicky is important <laughs> well i will have to say and I, I tend to do that too i i feel like because people aren't especially when it comes to work mm. like running doing certain yeah, things 100%. or with the way that you function at work because we're so systematic like you and I are very systematic yeah there's a way to do things and there's always this is the only way essentially and it's not it's not the only way and I've had to learn that other people do things differently but as long as it doesn't concern me I don't care how you Mm. do it you know what I mean Mm. where if it concerns me and if it's going to affect my quality of life then this is going to be a problem yeah but I definitely think this is a big struggle for me. Like you said, like in a work yeah. in a work sense, because yeah. I feel like when I think about how to execute things or how to do things, I think about the most mm. practical way to do it, the most efficient way to do it. Like, how yeah. am I like you know doing this the best possible way? Yeah. And it just really pisses me off when people don't <laughs> do it the, in the best way. And like, it's not like. For example, if someone didn't know how to do something and I showed yeah. them how to do it, then I, I wouldn't be mad because they didn't know, right? But if I've showed you and we go, hey, I've got a great way to do something and I think this will make your life so mm. easy. Mm. And then they proceed to not do it and still do it the old way. It just it just pisses me off. I just get so like <laughs> angry about it because I'm like, why are you doing yourself such a disservice? <laughs> yeah. But also that's because I think in our roles – it affects us because they end up asking us to assist mm. them with the work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's why it's annoying. But if, say, for example, that didn't happen, if they, if you showed them how to do it and it just purely affected their time, then would I guess it really I would, be a problem yeah. on you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But so. also, but I also, it's like the same mentality like that I have with my partner. I definitely like, yeah. 
It's funny because we're both we're both Virgos, right? Because we're both born in September. His birthday is yeah. like five days after mine. So in that sense, our personality should be quite like quote unquote similar, right? But yeah. I feel like he's not he's perfect he's a perfectionist in a different way to me. Yeah. Um yeah. because of his hobbies and his interests and stuff like that. But I always just find that I get so riled up with how he chooses to do things. <laughs> because they like might not necessarily like for example be in the order that I feel like mm. makes sense. Mm. Just a really funny thing to put out there. I have a really <laughs> sweet, like a methodic way to change the bed sheets. <laughs> and, yeah. and it has to be done in this order because in my head, right, it just makes sense. This way. <laughs> so first you put all of the things on the floor and then you change the mattress topper first. Mm-hmm. And then after the mattress topper, you leave so all of the your pillows and your blankets and stuff are on the floor, but with your yeah. old bed sheets still on them, right? Yeah. Because in my mind, I'm like, okay, floor equals dirty. So I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't take off your like dirty or uh, your old sheets and then put the bare pillow or the bare stuff on the floor, yeah. right? Yeah. So I would then put the mattress topper on first and then take off all of the pillow, like the old sheets on the pillow and the um, blanket and then put them on the bed. And then I would sleeve the pillows with the new sheets and then sleeve the blanket. And then that has to be done in that order. But what he likes to do, right? He just rips off everything, everything. So all the old Mm -hmm. sheets, he rips them all off and he chucks everything on the floor. And I'm like, no, then that means the blanket and the pillows get dirty because they're now on yeah. the floor. And he's like, but yeah. babe, it's like, it's not that big of a deal. And I'm like, no, it is. It has to be done in the other way. I, I, I'm going to put this out there. I'm really sorry to your partner, Jesse, but I agree with you. I agree with right? you. That is, Thank that you. is the order. That's it doesn't make just... any other sense to do it any other way. It's, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> Anybody listening, right? If you're not doing it that way. Please stop. Your floor is dirty no matter how much you vacuum it. And if it touches the floor, it's contaminated. Yeah, exactly. You may as well throw it in the bin. Burn it. Just burn it. Just set the whole house on fire. You're going to have to move to a different country now. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. That is the order of how you should change bed sheets. Mm. <laughs> There's no other way. There's just I'm no sorry. other way. Yep. Yeah. So it's just stuff like this that I'm so like particular about that yeah. my poor old partner just, he's just learned to live with it now. <laughs> he just... I, I, I'm, I'm going to pull in the horoscope idea here. Miss uh, Astrology coming yep. through. Um, <laughs> since he is born for five days after you, so his birthday is sort of on the cusp of a Virgo Libra. Mm. So he probably has Libra, the Libra tendencies. start? Sort of like, mm, I'd say about the 20th of September onwards. Right, right. You know, you're right. Because he's, his birthday yeah. is 19, which is super close to 20. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, he probably has he's Libra not the tendencies. He's not a true Virgo. He's not a true Virgo. <laughs> because it's the same thing with my partner. He is the cusp of Leo Virgo. Mm. So he has Virgo tendencies. Um, about but he's got that really pride. Yeah. Yeah. He's got that pride about him that makes him mm. a Leo. So he's got like sort of like both star sign yeah. tendencies, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. So you can tell when someone's like a true, true Virgo based on their personality And a, and a, and a fake one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's, that's probably my little explanation about your partner there. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Cause I'm just like, you're supposed to be a Virgo. Like you, like you should know this, this should be common knowledge for you, but yeah. Mm. Um, moving on to the next tip is establishing a healthy work-life balance. 
So type ones, <laughs> don't laugh, Mary. <laughs> this is supposed to be a safe space. <laughs> um, so type ones tend to be driven workaholics with extraordinary focus, which can lead to much career success. But being mindful of their needs for balance and leaving time for relationships, family, health, and overall wellness is also key. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is definitely something that you preach to me all the time. Yeah. I think I'm definitely a lot better at it now compared to when I first started like working. Yeah. When I first entered the workforce, I definitely was a bit of a workaholic. I was kind of... Still kind of are, but... <laughs> oh, compared to what I used to be, I think I'm much more like chill yeah. now, but... I am. She used to work like 15 hours a week. I know. I am... She only works about 12. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I used to like, back when I was working my retail job, I was literally like on call. Like it was crazy because I was so obsessed with like being the top seller <laughs> yeah. or just, you know, and like making um, like sales and stuff. I would literally have my work phone on me at all times and you could message me at 10 o'clock in the middle of the night and I would, I would answer you. I would answer yeah. you. and it was crazy because my partner would get so like salty at me because he's like why are you working like it's already after hours like why are you working or it's like 10 mm. o'clock at night like just go to sleep like why are you like up texting a customer um mm. and even now in the corporate life I'm always kind of like oh you know like I'll just I'll just not go on a break or like oh I'll just stay back you know a little bit more and then a little bit more turns into like an extra 45 minutes but I'm definitely making a conscious effort to like try to have a work-life balance um, mm. so that I don't burn out. But yeah, definitely something that I am working on. And the last tip for us type ones is to lighten up. The path to growth lies in learning and to not taking everything in life so seriously. Look for the silliness in yourself and the world around you and take time to relax and be present. Do you think that that's... that's applicable to me um i think i'm quite funny i think i'm quite (laughs) light quite light i mean honestly it kind of relates to every other tip that yeah it all kind of like do you know what i mean like it mm. kind of interweaves with each other yeah definitely. i think i don't think it's like taking things so seriously as in like i i don't think you should be like um that that advice is more like if I don't work 50 hours a week, I'm not going to be able to make money to afford a new house kind of vibes. Mm. Like it's, I think that's what it is. It's like, don't take life that seriously. You need to sort of take a break and Mm. actually enjoy life. You will survive if you don't work that extra hour of lunch, that you're actually entitled to take a break. You're not getting paid for that hour. So why are you working? Mm. You know, it's not going to change anything. So it's, it's like one of those things. It's like, don't take life so seriously. But in terms of like, lighten up I think it's more like the way that you say it is like oh you're really depressed and sad and you should just look in, at the positives in life mm. I don't think it's that because I think you are quite optimistic I just think it's more like don't look at working so hard and doing that extra hour for no mm. reason like it's not going to change anything essentially yeah yeah that's how I see it anyway yeah I definitely feel like I tend to make problems a lot bigger than they seem because I mm. just like I'm like, oh my God, something's gone wrong and it's like life is over or this whole day is over. So I think in that sense, that's where I kind of quote unquote take life seriously. Like if I hit like a, if life gives me a bit of lemons or gives me, if I hit a roadblock, I like feel like it's such a big like thing for me that I can't overlook. But I definitely feel like 
especially like my partner he definitely puts a lot of silliness in my life <laughs> in mm. in the best way babe in the best way <laughs> um so um yeah I think definitely like you said being more present having a work-life balance they all kind of like yeah. inter intertwine with each other but definitely yeah. some good growth tips that I'm consciously mm-hmm. um thinking about overall I think this test was quite insightful into our personality mm. types it definitely made me think about how I operate in terms of making my life decisions and yeah. what stresses me out so did you feel the same way about that and was it like a wake-up call for you yeah definitely well when I first got my result I didn't feel like I I was like really am I really like a perfectionist but then as I read into it I'm like you know what like a, a lot of these things like are correct especially all those ones where like talking about how rigid I am with my yeah. plans and stuff I'm like that is actually like so true and when I think about my relationships with my coworkers yeah. and my friends and stuff like that like I definitely feel like you know what this is actually very me yeah. So I definitely yeah. recommend people to, you know, give this a try because I don't think this is a very popular like personality. No, no. Personality it's not. test, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, I think in in line with the Myberries, I think it really did help with just the way of thinking it really mm. explained the way of thinking 100%. as opposed to the Maya Briggs just explains your overall psyche yeah. this yeah this is like more of like how you make decisions and what things you need to sort of work on in order to live a better life mm. essentially which is I, something that I'm all all about you know if you're going to tell me that I need to focus on these things and to to become a better person then 100% I would do it you know so yeah Anyway, I think that is all we have time for today. If you know what your Enneagram is or you're about to go and do a test, let us know. Let us know if you think these personality type tests help you understand how you perceive the world around you. Reach out to us on our Instagram page at messyminds.podcast. If you're enjoying our show, please share with your friends or let us know by tagging us in your stories. Be sure to come back next week for some more juicy discussions. Until then, this is Jessie. And this is Mary. And don't forget to declutter your messy minds. Bye. Bye.